Welcome to the Corporate Hippie Hustle. My name is Allie Brine. I am a career alignment coach, consultant, and speaker. I teach mindful and practical tools to high-earning, high-potential millennial women who want to stay in the corporate world but finally find a career that they are actually passionate about. Crazy concept, right? My ultimate goal is to get the right people in the right positions by challenging the status quo of the corporate world. I know some of my ideas might hit you as a little hippie, but after getting my master's at a top-ranked business school for human resources management and spending some time in a Fortune 31 company, I've got some more traditional corporate thoughts for you too. I love pushing you out of your comfort zone because I believe that there is no excuse to not be the best version of yourself. If you're ready for a new take on some more traditional corporate tools combined with some mindful hippie ideas in order to take your career from stuck to aligned, you are in the right place. I don't play average and if you're here, I don't expect you to either. So let's do this thing. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Networking Womanifesto. If you are over sending out hundreds of resumes and getting no responses, if you know you should be networking but just don't feel that you have the time, or if you don't know where to begin with this new online networking thing, then this is the course for you. This is the everything networking course for the busy modern woman living through a global pandemic and strategically navigating the next step in her career. And if you join the waitlist before the course opens, you will receive a coupon code via email. That link is in the show notes to join the waitlist. Welcome to the Networking Womanifesto. Welcome to the Corporate Hippie Hustle. On this week's episode, I am continuing my series where we are focusing on networking in honor of the launch of the Networking Wall Manifesto course, which launches on September 21st. So last week, I talked about why networking has such a special place in my heart. And if you missed that one, I explained how I networked my way to a six-figure salary at a Fortune 30-something company. And I also explained how that particular life-changing move started with a cup of coffee. (laughs) Was it an instant manifestation of this salary and this company? No, it was not. Was it strategic? Yes, it very much was. And if I hadn't have initiated that networking opportunity, and if I hadn't have taken that job at Ohio State, I wouldn't be where I am today. Honestly, my life would look, I I don't even know what my life would look like. It would look so different. But Networking doesn't always have to be about getting a job. 
that tends to be the most common reason that you think that you need to network or that you should be networking is that it is job related. A network will get you a job. It'll get you access to the hidden job market and whatnot. But there are so many other ways and so many other reasons that you can use networking to improve your career that you hadn't even considered yet. And today I'm going to talk about three different ways that you can utilize networking that aren't just for getting a job. (laughs) So let's dive in. First reason or first way that you can use networking to learn is to learn about jobs that you didn't even know existed and that you might be interested in. So if you are in a place in your career where you're not quite sure what comes next, you don't really know what your other options might look like, this is for you. In my career revitalization program, I teach this exact methodology to my students about or in how they're learning about new jobs. Because I fully believe that most of us kind of got gypped when it came time to choose a career. So we were working from this incomplete playbook of you get the option to be a doctor, you get the option to be a lawyer, you get the option to be a teacher, maybe a nurse, and maybe, maybe an engineer. I feel like that one was starting to kind of become pretty popular when we were choosing uh, careers in my millennial world. But those were essentially the options that you had when you started deciding your fate at that ripe age of like 18 or maybe 19. And these options changed if you had um, like a parent or a family friend or a family member or someone who did something else, something outside of that realm outside of those realms, I should say, the doctor, the lawyer, the teacher, and you were exposed to that. But for the most part, these options and other options weren't easily presented. And if you were anything like me, when you were making that decision in college around your major, it sounded a little something probably like this, where you go, oh, I've got plenty of time to decide a major. I don't need to worry about it. Uh-oh. It's senior year. Um, so am I just going to stick with this psych major thing? Or should I pay more money for another year of school? Uh, okay, I'll figure it out. I will do the psych major thing and something will come out of it, right? And there you were (laughs) with a degree that you weren't sure what to do with or even worse with a degree that you knew you weren't actually going to like anything coming out of it. But hey, you know, you had a degree. So you go into your first job and that one's kind of eh. 
So you go into your second job and that one's kind of meh. <laughs> and then by your third job, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you still only know about the small number of positions that you've been exposed to in your industry or on the job boards when you have been scrolling, trying to find something that your skills would fit into. Because we do this whole job search thing completely backwards. <laughs> but that, that, that's another story. So it is time to start learning from the collective about different types of positions. Because not all jobs are posted on job boards. And even if they are, are they going to stop your scroll if you look at that position and you don't think you're even qualified for it? Like you're probably not even going to look at it. So how do you go about learning from the collective? LinkedIn is a magical tool for this type of networking activity. It is one big database of people doing jobs that you've sometimes never heard of at companies that you've sometimes never heard of. So while yes, you can open up your profile and you can take a peek at your connections and pick one that looks interesting and you start scrolling and looking at titles and companies and venture down the LinkedIn rabbit hole, starting with your own connections that you already have. But you have to keep in mind if you take this route, the LinkedIn algorithm is going to keep showing you people like the people that you're starting your search off of, which was fantastic in recruiter world. But if your network isn't very big to start with, it's not going to do you a lot of good when it comes to actually exploring. So it's not so great in a career exploring world. The second issue with this as a career explorer um, is going to be finding something in common with these people that you stumble across. Like if it's just a random person that you find on LinkedIn, are you going to even have anything in common with them? Because like attracts like. I know. I know. Contrary to the very popular opposites attract belief. And you can go check the research on that one if you do not believe me. But people will be more likely to engage with you if there's something that you have in common in your introduction. So sure, you might get lucky and find someone that you have a mutual connection with or, you know, geographic location, similar interest, something but what if I told you I have a way to make that commonality piece foolproof? So let me share my LinkedIn hack for this one. So I call it the LinkedIn alumni tool. And some of you guys might have heard me talk about this one before because frankly, I am a little bit obsessed with this tool. And also... Not a single person I have ever shown this tool to actually knew this was a thing, and that's a problem. <laughs> so the LinkedIn alumni tool is found on the LinkedIn homepage of the university or the college that you search for in the LinkedIn search bar. 
So whatever school you went to, um, go ahead and search the name of that school in the top of the LinkedIn search bar there. And you have all of the data there. There's, oh gosh, there's so much data there. And you already have something in common with these people. So they're a fellow alumni of whatever school you went to. So I went to Ohio State, as you guys know, you know, we drank the Kool-Aid and we're all about helping other alumni. So it's a super easy introduction. The tool itself also gives you the ability to play with so much data because you have the ability to search off of a number of different filters. So some of these filters look like, um, you know, what they majored in when they graduated, where they work as far as a company goes, where they work as far as geographic locations. And there's a couple other filters on there, but you have the ability to start filtering through all of this data. So you can see, you know, if you are a psych major, what other psych majors are doing. Other people that went to your same school have a similar background as you do, what are they doing in the corporate world that you might have no idea was even an option for you? So start exploring. There's so many different ways to use this tool. And I have a free, it's like 13 minutes, it's an overview of this tool, and I'll pop that in the description of the show. And one of the reasons that I love it is because I found through creeping through this tool, a trained artist who worked at Facebook. Now, when I think of Facebook, I think, you know, tech company, it's a, it's a tech company and yeah, they're going to need to have like a graphics person and, or I mean, it's Facebook, they're going to have a graphics department, but they're also going to need like a UI UX designer for the visuals and um, how the website looks and how it feels for the interface. And they're going to have some artsy stuff, but I didn't think that I would find someone with the background in, I think she had a background in like museums and art would be working at Facebook. So it really just goes to show that companies and industries can be so surprising. So you can do all of this research on here and when you find something or someone that you think sounds interesting, be sure to reach out to them. And when you reach out to them, include a commonality like your alumni or like a question or tell them, you know, always make sure you tell them why you want to connect to and personalize the invitation. Always, 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 if you learn anything from this podcast <laughs> on LinkedIn, always personalize the invitation and do not make that personalization say, I want to join you to, or I would like to add you to my professional network. No, we are going deeper than that, guys. You are better than that. So you can use networking as an amazing tool to learn about new positions that you didn't even know existed. All right, next up, number two, you can use networking to make your current job easier. Yeah, right? I'm talking networking at your own company. 
internal networking. So consider this. What is a part of your job, an aspect, something that you have to do that would go a lot smoother if you had some additional support? And I don't mean support from your manager or from your team, but is there an aspect that it would be great to have a contact in another department? Is there like a project that you have to do and it would be great to know someone and be really connected to someone in the art department? Is there something that you have to do regularly as far as a report goes? And if you knew someone in the engineering department, it would make it a whole heck of a lot easier. For me, I found that the people who made my life so much easier in multiple companies were the administrative assistants. <laughs> yes, I am talking about the gatekeepers. And sure, they could make anyone's life easier, but think about it. They can make things happen they have access to calendars. They have access to that perfect blue pen that I really liked writing with. <laughs> so don't make them mad. But anyways, in any company, I tried to get in with the admins. And there were times where, you know, I procrastinated a little bit and I needed the division manager's uh, signature within the next 20 minutes or within the next hour and uh, we're on just short notice. And she was able to help me get into his office and get a signature. Or I had an event going on and I needed some help setting up for the event. And she just took it and ran with it and helped me out. And it was so helpful. And having the support of these people can just really make or break your job. And how did I do it? In this particular case, I did it just by talking, by just having conversations, learning about who they are, going out of my way to be kind or just to say hi. Because even though these people were the gatekeepers, not everyone had this mentality at some of my previous organizations. And a lot of people saw them as just mediocre. Like, they kind of got trapped in this position because they were just doing administrative work. And that administrative work didn't really require them to have a degree or, um, you know, skills that other people really thought were necessary. But I thought that they were so important. And I tried to make them feel seen. And I just ended up forming really great relationships with a lot of these gatekeepers and in the long run it made my life easier and I would try to be kind to them and help them when I could and it was a win-win like it was a total win-win outside of administrative assistance I have some other examples of this like um, I used to do a lot of projects where I needed help from our graphics design people and our designers tended to turn over a lot and come to find out one of my fiance's old college roommates happened to be one of the designers. And so I reached out to him and he was like, Hey, if you need help, let me know. Either I can do it or I can, you know, send you to someone who can do it. And that, it just, it made my life so much easier. 
So how do you initiate this type of relationship during COVID-19 when we're all stuck at home? Because it's not as easy just to go randomly bump into these people in the cafeteria or to just, you know, stumble down to their office and need something or whatever. So how do you do it in a virtual format? Send emails. Check in on people. See how they're doing if you haven't chatted with them in a while. Or if you haven't ever talked to them at all, send an introduction email. Let them know that you're available to help them and start the conversation. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be super simple. It could be something as easy as connecting on LinkedIn too. And when I say personalize the message, remember personalize the message. It can be something as simple as like, Hey, like, can you believe that I've worked at this company for three years and we're not connected on LinkedIn? It's silly, it's simple, and it goes a long way. So identify who would make your job easier and get to networking. So finally, okay, well, finally, as in finally for our list of three today, because there are still so many other things and so many other ways that you can use networking. But let's let's talk about this final one of our three today. The final one is to develop professionally without spending money to learn new things. And the way that I'm going to highlight this today is by getting a mentor. Mentors can change your career. Mentors can be used in a number of different capacities too. And some companies have formal mentoring programs that can alter that definition a little bit. So bear with me here. Mentoring for um, for our purposes, we'll say can be used to learn how to actually do your job or to, you know, develop a particular set of skills. And you can learn from someone who's already done it. So since network networking, sorry, since mentoring can be used for a number of different things, you'll want to make sure that you have an understanding of what you're actually looking for in a mentor and what you need them to do, how they can help you develop in your professional career. You're going to want to be able to communicate that to a potential mentor. So that's first step. Second step is you want to identify characteristics that you want in a mentor? What do you want them to actually like have experience wise, age wise, reverse mentoring? Do you want them to be younger than you, older than you? What, what does that look like? And then get to networking and find this person. So start with your existing network for this one would be my recommendation. Ask for referrals. So who do they know that could be a fit for the mentor you're looking for. This is why it's really important to already have in mind, you know, what skills you want to develop and what you want this person to look like. So ask for referrals from the people that you already know and then ask them to facilitate an introduction. If there's no one that shows up through referrals, which I find that hard to believe, but LinkedIn is another great tool to find these people. You can even use that same alumni search tool that I talked about before, or you can start searching cold with just like a title or a company or something like that. You then find something you have in common and introduce the conversation. 
Mind you, do not start with straight up asking someone you do not know and have never talked to if they can be your mentor. (laughs) You want to start a conversation because conversations create relationships and relationships change your career and change your life. So there you go. There are three ways that you can use networking that are not just for getting a new job. So I know this episode was a little more formal, a little more kind of explanatory compared to some of my other kind of thought-provoking types of episodes. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. So feel free to grab a screenshot, tag me on Instagram or on LinkedIn, and let me know what really stuck out for you in this episode. What really stuck with you? What are you going to start doing? What were you surprised about? Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in next week's episode where I am continuing our networking series. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Corporate Hippie Hustle. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn for daily corporate and mindful tools to help you find a career that you are passionate about in the corporate world. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes so we can keep this show rolling. I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode, but until then, keep hustling.